Asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. Welcome back to the Right Questions Podcast. This is a special episode. Today, it is episode 27, and the reason it's a special episode is it is our anniversary episode. Bridget, welcome to episode 27, where we've been doing this for a year now. Yes, thank you, and happy anniversary, Todd. It is our podcast anniversary, and it has been an amazing journey, and I'm excited to explore and and kind of reflect a little bit with you. We really didn't plan. This is probably one of the one of the podcasts where we did the least planning because we know we know how to talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, we know how to talk to each other. If it sucks though, it seems less structured. You can you know email us and be like, uh, "You guys need to work on that." Yeah, being getting to be in on a conversation that Todd and I are just having to reflect without much planning, and I think it'll be cool. So. What's the question, Todd? Well, that's well. Before I get to the question, that's exactly right. Like we're gonna record this live, unfiltered, right, unedited, so that you can hear our reflection. We started doing it for like two minutes uh, the other day. We're like, oh my gosh, it's been a year. I said, okay, we, we should. There's lessons. There's a whole bunch of lessons, right, learned in this year of podcasting. And we thought, okay, we're always trying to provide value. We're trying to show people the things, show our listeners the things that we deal with, use ourselves as examples for the things they're dealing with, how we navigate them. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We had a creative project here uh, that has a lot of moving parts in this podcast. The creation of it was a thing in and of itself that we've never really reflected on or talked about. And all the leadership, team building, mindset, communication stuff that we teach all day, we also have to practice. And we have our challenges with it. And so here's the question to center us for the day. It's, what do I do when a colleague is driving me crazy? Right? <laughs> what do I, I do? Love it. What do we do when a colleague's driving me crazy? Because no doubt, I love Bridget. She's fantastic. I love her as a person, mutual, as a professional. Mutual. Thank you. But sometimes we drive each other a little nuts. I have no doubt that I drive you crazy sometimes, Todd. <laughs> no doubt. I was driving her a little crazy right before we jumped on this podcast, <laughs> just messing with her while she was trying to be serious and I was joking around. <laughs> I welcome it. I welcome that. I love it. But yeah, it, I think it's a great topic because everybody has people they work with, whether it's at your job or a, a volunteer organization you may be part of, or even if you're, you know, a stay-at-home parent, you're probably part of the school, you know, community and maybe the PTA, something like that. Like this really, I think, is relevant for everyone because it's about one of the key relationships in our lives, which is people that we have to work on something with together. We can't do everything, you know, sometimes I think it would be nice if I could just do everything myself. 
Wait, Bridget, we say, oh, you know, people are talking about you when we talk to our clients, right? People are talking about you around their dinner table. How do you want to be talked about, right? What is the story you want them telling about you? Because you're a pillar, a huge force in the life of the people you lead and that you work with. So, you know, with that in mind, let's do a little reflection because certainly we've driven each other nuts. And I think we can probably pull in some of our concepts that we're often dealing with to say how this all plays out. So, Okay, creative project. It's a year ago. We've got this creative project. We had the idea like, hey, we want to do a podcast. And seven weeks later, because of the great podcast accelerator and Michelle Soro and Ginny and everyone over at the podcast accelerator, we were able to put that together. But we didn't really know what we were doing. And the process to create it was kind of crazy. You remember, Bridget, trying to come up with the name for our show? I remember. How could I ever forget, Todd? (laughs) I remember many sleepless nights. Yeah, what do you remember? <laughs> Tell me. I think I feel like it was an ongoing conversation between the two of us that just went on and on and on for weeks. And we were the ones in our class. We had amazing classmates in the Podcast Accelerator program. We were the ones who not only were driving each other crazy, I think we were driving all of them crazy because every week it'd be like, okay, you've got your title. You've got your title. Todd and Bridget, do you have your title yet? Well, we've listed a hundred more possibilities and we're narrowing them down. (laughs) And you and I would be on the phone just going over the titles. The people in our class, nobody else had a partner, right? So if you're doing a create, and this is something that really speaks to the workplace, like you might have individual, you know, I see individual contributor work that you do that you own and, and it's just yours and you don't have to really check. You know what you're doing. What you have to check with others. When you're doing a creative project, and many of us have these as well, there's a whole lot of give and take. Everyone's voice should, we would, we would hope should be included. Here, you know, for you and I, we said, let's do a podcast. There's no power dynamic except that we're equals, right? We're just two colleagues who want to achieve something. And I remember those conversations, Bridget, going back and forth, back and forth, like, here's this. What do you think of this title? <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Like trying to read the nonverbals on the phone. Mm, mm, the silence, the pause. <laughs> what do you think of this title? Right? Because I remember I always refer to myself as a betterist and I was calling us the betterists. And I was like, we, we could call it. And you were like, that's a good idea. And we thought, well, maybe we'll do that. But then we're like, oh, people won't know what we mean. That's not even a word. Right. right? <laughs> And then I really liked, so you would, we, I would fall in love with one and run it by people in my life, right? And like then nervously bring it to you and you'd be like, eh. and then you, same would happen with you. You'd fall in love and with like something. Deflating, and like, then, eh. oh. It was like so much back and forth that I really liked growth and gratitude, if you remember. And you were kind of on board with that for a little bit. And we brought it to the class and I won't say who, cause we had tons of people in our class and our teachers, but someone in the class said, mm, that's kind of trite. <laughs> just deflated my whole balloon because I was like, I think I've got Todd on the edge of accepting growth and gratitude, right? <laughs> and boom, it just because we're about down. growth. It made sense. We're about growth and gratitude. And then we and that that kind of brings me to one of the lessons, right, that that I learned in that was we had to continually redefine for each other what the goal was. As because we had an idea of what we wanted to accomplish, but in a creative Enterprise, or you creating something from scratch that's just out of thin air, the target changes. And if you're not clear in your in your mind and communicating what you now see the target, what you see the goal as, and you're trying to collaborate with someone else, 
we found often like, oh, wait, 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 wait. We have to go back and reestablish the goal. We have to have clarity on the goal. Because we were saying, of course, we're about growth and gratitude. Of course, we're about leaving people better, right? The betterists. I started talking, I, I remember, about happiness. I'm like, well, we're all about yes, happiness. We're trying we had to- a bunch of options with happiness. There was the happiness struggle. And I remember you were like, no, it's too dark. You were like, I don't know. Like, we don't want to be like, and I said, yeah, that's a good point. Right. We're all trying to struggle to be happy. But is that really, does it give us the most freedom for the show? And then it was like, well, homemade happiness. What's the secret sauce to happiness? And we were going on. And then we said, wait a minute. We're not just about happiness. We're about so much more. Like, that's a goal. And we had to reestablish what is the goal? What is the vision? What do we do in our daily lives? And it was fun. Like in the questioning came the answer, which is now the title of the podcast, The Right Questions, because all we did was question and question and question and question. And it was when we asked the right question of ourselves and of the situation, we were able to unlock the title. That's right. That's right. And I'm so happy with it now. And it's, I'm so glad that we took that time and we made that time. And that's, I think, one of our first lessons that we can share that hopefully people can, can incorporate is that when big decisions have to be made in collaboration with colleagues, you need some time. You need to hear each other out. You need to honor each other's you know, ideas and really consider them and weigh them. And I remember there were a couple of times where we were on the verge and you said, you know, we have this great dynamic where I'm more of the like, all right, let's go with this and let's make a decision. And you always kind of keep me grounded and say, let's just sleep on it. Let's take, let's come back tomorrow and see how you feel about it when you wake up in the morning. And, and, and very often there was some kind of shift, you know, like, oh, you're right. I feel different about it today. So, so we have to, when we're in collaboration with others, allow for that time and space, but the, but the rewards are so worth it, right? Because I know that I wouldn't be as happy with the name and the framework that we've created. Like the structure of having each episode based on a question, I think has been amazing. It's been so helpful so that we don't have to figure out a whole new kind of format or framework every time. And it's really helpful for our guests. Our guests are, by and large, also our listeners, right? So they know they're going to come and have a guiding question, and they can think about that ahead of time. So we don't have to do a lot of prep with our guests. So the fact that we took the time to really make a quality decision together, even though we're telling you people, honestly, we drove each other crazy, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in a fun, light spirit in the way that that's how close relationships are when you have deep respect and safety, psychological safety, to be honest with each other about the frustrations and the feelings and the passion for what you're arguing for, even though the other person is not feeling so moved by it. Like we navigated that all so beautifully. I think it made us closer, but it definitely brought us to some moments where there was frustration. And so in there, if we're answering part of this question, what do I do when a colleague is driving me crazy, right? When we're driving each other crazy, one of the things we had to do was leave some space, right? So create some space between ourselves and the ideas, between each other, come back the next day. As you were saying that, this is emotional intelligence, right? It's it's insight into self, self-awareness, so that we can choose differently with the people we care about, with the projects we care about, right in those moments, like choose a different path and, and alter the path of whatever the project is. 
This morning, Bridget, Isabella says to me, because last night she was really upset because she she was going to get a new bed and she was going to give up her bed. And then she decided last night after cheer practice, after she was had a full day of school, I, we were talking about it and she got really upset and started crying. She's like, I don't want to give up my bed. I'm not ready to give up my bed. I don't want it. No, 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 no. Then this morning, to your point about just sleeping on it, she goes, you know, I think I might want to give up my bed. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, I think last night I was just a little tired. I was a little emotional. So this is what she says. And I go, I said, sweetie, that's great insight into yourself. So just like we're recommending, you know, to, it's a skill. It's, it's something to be learned, a muscle to be flexed. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you're giving the example of Isabella because I'm really feeling like we're giving this example of the podcast, which for us, like this is our anniversary episode, so we want to focus on that. But I want to throw in like all, you know, this applies to any example you can think of. Todd and I are not just working on a podcast together. We have so many projects right now with so many clients and we meet every week regularly and do the podcast. We do everything we do, but we're constantly negotiating and navigating. Are you doing this workbook? Are you going to do the program for this client? Are you going to design this project? Are you going to make the call? Which marketing calls are you going to do this week? Which marketing calls am I going to do? Is the spreadsheet updated? Is that, you know, we have so much work together that we do all the time. So even though we're kind of using the podcast as a fun extended example to establish, you know, these lessons for ourselves and others, we just want you to know that even if a podcast is the furthest thing from your reality, this applies to everything you're doing in collaboration with other people. Yeah, because people are driving us crazy all over the place. Kids <laughs> yes. are driving us. Partner, <laughs> Neil drives you crazy, right? Rebecca drives me crazy here and there. You got So I'm going to bring it back to what you said about the podcast about trust, right, and psychological safety, because in there, we already had a firm foundation when we started this podcast of being able to talk real bluntly and directly about ideas. But this process of creation forced it in an even in a different way, right, a very real way where it created norms for you and I based on this process of how we communicate, of how we organize information, of how we share information with like, you know, Google folders and docs and how we collaborate in creation on ideas, how we comment and mark up projects that the other person owns. So the list on down the line, right? And we collaborate with Ginny Media, who's our podcast producer. So you and I are constantly divvying up, which I'll, I want to give you credit, you do most of, right? So when we finish, people are like, people, this podcast does not just show up magically. <laughs> like Todd has, Todd goes back and edits the audio and we, we check with the guests. Do they want any edits? And then we always have guests. There are multiple partners in this process, right? So then we have to connect with our guests to make sure we get the right information that they want us to share. And then we have to give all the assets to Ginny Media and make sure they're packaged and properly, you know, prepared for them. And then we have to we have to meet all those deadlines for everybody. And we're doing this and putting something out every two weeks. And then we send it out to our newsletter list on the day of the release of each podcast. So we've got to make sure that the newsletter is all set up and we work with our graphic designers to do that. But we do a lot of the copy for that. And so I'm just pointing out that like, it's not just me and Todd as two people working on all this. We've got like so many people in the arena that we're working with as well, partnering with us that that we may be driving crazy as well. Because in the beginning, we had a harder time meeting our deadlines for all those partners because we were new. And now we're like, it's awesome because we're way ahead. We've got episodes in the can, as they say, ahead of time. And it's it's, it's running like a well-oiled machine. But many, many partners, many potential colleagues to drive each other crazy. <laughs> and lots of potential conflicts that could go any which way 
depending upon how we communicate. You know, we talk all the time about the options we have for influencing other people. This is this is our currency and how certainly we can bribe or threaten people to do things, but that's not what we want to do. We want to just communicate effectively, respectfully, right, in, in an invitational way where we invite them to see the world in some way the way we do and then want to come along. So, of course, then Bridget and I need to and have to model this in, in our interactions with each other. So when it came to the title of the podcast, to the artwork, what picture, what's it going to look like with the colors, then what's each episode? Again, these are all decisions that are made jointly, right? So if I take it to some of the things that help us, right? Because we're trying to answer this question, when, what do I do when a colleague's driving me crazy? Some of the things we lean on are like an understanding of the other person, tools we have and have utilized to know what makes the person tick, like what sets them off? What are they built up and esteemed by? What do they need in the moment, right? And so what comes to mind, Bridget, first and foremost, is just, you know, we teach this all the time and, you know, everywhere and we practice, we use it ourselves as true colors. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I cannot tell you how much that helps me to remember that you are green and I'm a blue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, you got to hire us to do a True Colors workshop. <laughs> you know, Bridget is very much focused on the people, the people part of things. It's not that she doesn't focus on all kinds of other aspects of it, but there, it's one of the reasons our intros for our guests are so gushing, right? They're not just <laughs> bullet pointed. She's like really genuinely wants to highlight all of the accomplishments of the people that we're speaking with, not for any other reason, but because she's got such, she has such respect for them. And this is how she shows her respect, right? That attention, right? Because really what I'm pointing out is we have, we attend to different things, different things as people. So I am, I'm super analytical. I ask a lot of why this, why that? I challenge things. Right? Which by the way, used to drive me crazy, but I have come to embrace it and love it. <laughs> Speak on it, Bridget. How did I drive you crazy? No, what did you do? No, to- I shouldn't say drove me. I mean, I, I, you know, people can lovingly. tell that like with us, it's always in a spirit where we're laughing and we're having a good time. And uh, although not always, it can be tense if there's a big business decision that really needs to be made. We are running a very real business here. But I think that very much like, you know, my relationship with Neil, who's also a green, that constantly questioning and challenging, like I'll think something's finished and good enough. And I'm, I'm a stickler, you know, I can be a perfectionist, you know, like anybody. About certain things. About certain about things, about right? Certain but things, you can be a, a perfectionist thing. and a stickler about other things. And so sometimes those things clash and I'm like ready, like this is good enough. And you're still saying, well, what about this? Well, maybe we should change this. And don't you? And then ultimately after, and I've said this to Neil a million times, I'm like, wow, Todd really helped us make that so much better. And I can see that I was getting kind of frustrated because I was ready to be done with it. But I'm so thankful after. So I really do mean that when I say like it used to drive me more crazy and I I wouldn't say really it drove me crazy but it took me a while to see that that really did get us to a higher quality end results well we play to each other's strengths right and that's that's part of what true colors recommends we do another thing called people process results which is a super simple model but kind of in keeping with where do you default to are you a people person are you are you focused on process are you focused on results and unpack these ideas, because really in the creation of not the title, there was something you were just saying, not the title of it, but something else. What are we focused on? 
right? It'll be great. Like what we have is great. And my father, I think I told you this, my father, because he was a songwriter and producer, he, he would drive people crazy. And this is where I got, I think I got it. <laughs> Dad, I think I got this from you in pushing to make something just that much better and that much more amazing. It's already amazing. It's already great. And if we push a little harder, we might just make it that much better. And often we have. Now, the flip side of that, Bridget, is that analysis paralysis, right? Which is something that I could certainly suffer from, take too long to make a decision because we could still make it better. So the balance, and that's what like true colors, people process results, these different tools that you and I utilize that we're so lucky to have learned and practice all the time can help us to like lean and lean on our partners, our colleagues and their strengths to know when it's time to give up. Exactly. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking we're at such an advantage because we teach all of this. You know, we've done workshops together where we're taking an intact team through people process results or through two colors or through, you know, we do all kinds of custom team building where we create games with puzzles and we get creative and have fun. But deep learning and connection and people always come away from those workshops. We have all kinds of testimonials of saying, wow, I really understood my colleagues better after that day of team building with Todd and Bridget. And we're not having the same conflicts and I'm, I'm understanding things from their perspective. And that's why things like true colors are great because even if you don't like these systems that categorize people, it just puts a language to what you're already thinking, right? I'm already thinking like, oh, Todd really overanalyzed. <laughs> so now I just get to go lovingly, oh, he's being such a green, right? <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. And reframe me, right? right? And reframe, like, that's awesome. And remember how that gets us, that helps me see things that I was missing or it gets us to a higher quality result, whatever it is, right? So that we have that language. So, all right, so I think you usually do this. I'm going to try to do what you do. Like, to sum up so far, what we're saying is... Take the time to really listen to each other, hear each other, make space, take some time to sit with decisions that have to be made if they have to be made in collaboration with others, like throw out, have a, have your brainstorming sessions, throw out ideas, gather, keep, use your Google Doc or whatever to gather all the ideas, but take some time, sit, sit with it, you know, take whatever time you can and use tools like True Colors or whatever, Strength Finder, all the tools out there to understand each other's like drivers and personality type and communication style and values. I know, Todd, you're huge on values and I am too. Like, what are your values? I just made a little social media video on like my core values are kindness, service, and excellence. And I remind myself of that every day. And I know you have your, your identity statement and like really be, I think part of what we're also saying there is like really be clear on who you are. Are and be transparent about it. I think we've been very transparent with each other about who we are and who we're trying to be in the world and who we strive to be in the world. So we can always speak to each other with that in mind. Like, oh, I know that this is so important to Todd. I know that it's very important to Todd that things are like logical and things are well-researched and well-based, right? Well-grounded in, you know, and some of our episodes have gone out there and tested those limits, which is exciting because you'll say, like, well, I don't know about this. And it's like, well, great, bring that skepticism or, you know, that balance in. And that's what makes the conversation so rich. So did I kind of sum up what we've recommended so far? Yeah, you absolutely did. You gave three real, real important points, summarized it, and segued us very nicely into you were talking what I heard there about, uh, what I heard you saying was about courage. Like, the courage that comes from knowing your values, like knowing yourself, having a strong self-concept is part of, and I know you coach 
like I do executives all the time about this is like the insecurity in approaching said person or an idea to get more comfortable with it, right? To actually sit with it, spend, you just recommended spend time with it so that you can show up to the discussion, what we call an argumentative, in your argumentation theory, balanced partiality. Like I have a position, I have ideas, I know what I think, and I'm totally open. I'm partial, but I'm balanced because I'm totally open to hearing how I'm wrong, like how I'm in error, how I haven't seen the whole thing. And, you know, you know, I have strong opinions and I can be moved. I say to people all the time, like, what are we speaking for if you can't be changed in this situation? Like if you can't, if you're not going to change your mind, then why do I even speak, right? There's, there's no opportunity. So we, we, I think some, another two tools there. One is the courage, right? It's courage to know yourself, sit with yourself, sit with those ideas, to take the time to know the other person, and then to sit in the conversation. If a difficult conversation, listen actively and intently to, to hear, be open. Like, hey, I have ideas and I'm, I'm super open to being shown how I'm wrong here. And you do. You tell me, you show me plenty of times. Like, well, here's where you're missing time. Like, oh, dang. Yeah, you're right. Look at and that. you do too for me. And you do that for me as well. I always feel like you're always going to stay open-minded and you're going to continue. But then, you know, at a certain point, we should say like decisions have to be made. So I feel like we have a good balance of hearing each other out, but then you or I will kind of nudge the other and be like, all right, but we got to make a decision here. We got to move on. There's lots of other work to do, lots of other priorities. So I feel like we've really developed that. We don't kind miss of deadlines. Dance. We don't. That's something <laughs> no, we yeah. Right. It's like, and I want to move into something that I want to make sure we touch on. And that's about like assuming good intent and choosing your mindset about other people, which we talk about a lot on other podcasts. Like go back to our podcast on not shooting on people, right? Go back to so many of the podcasts where it's about our relationship with others is is largely a result of what we choose to think about them. We work together so intensely on so many projects. If we weren't people who choose to have a positive mindset about others and to choose to do our best to see the good in others to, as the one minute manager says, catch people doing things right and call them out and acknowledge them. And you're always very, you know, we try to, we praise each other genuinely for when we see great work being done, you know, and, and I think that's required here too, you know, and I, we coach a lot of people who are in conflict in their working relationships and there may be very real differences that are very difficult, but I think they're so much easier to resolve if people do their best to assume good intentions. And I just, maybe I'm Pollyanna, but I feel my life is better by going through the world, believing that most people are good people and most people are trying to do the right thing. And most people are not trying to sabotage others or make their work more difficult or- Right. Even if they are, by the way, even if they are, right? There are, people make poor choices and often- they have blind spots and you and I in our coaching work get to see, like, as you're saying that one of the most, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Bridget, but one of the greatest things that happens in coaching is when somebody realizes, like, if I say, it's like, what do I do when a colleague is driving me crazy? When they realize they go, I got to check myself. Like they don't think it's not the colleague, but when they turn it, the lens back on themselves and go, I got to figure out how I'm framing this person. I got to figure out 
what mindset I'm walking in with. And I, this happens constantly, right? Like they'll come and say, I realized, I thought about it. And I realized like, I have this whole story about this person that yes, it has some evidence and yes, it's been built up over time. But like, I'm walking into every interaction thinking X, Y, and Z. No wonder I'm communicating or behaving in this way. Oh my gosh, Todd. That so resonates for me. And yes, a hundred percent. You know, we, we remain neutral with our clients. Like we're not invested in what choice you make or it should be what's best for you. But when you really make a leap like that and you find yourself on the other side of it where you have so much more at peace and you realize that you had like the wizard of Oz, sorry, but you know, you had the power within you all the time not to let that person's choices get to you and cause you suffering. And you've freed yourself of that. It really feels good for your coach. Like that's, we are passionate about helping people do that. And I have a client, keep it anonymous, but who has a struggling coworker relationship. And this person has really been able to do that over a year of our coaching work. And, and it just makes me so happy for this person because this person came to me initially where that was the only thing, the main thing that we talked about was this coworker relationship. And it was so stressful for this client. And I understood because I could see how if it were me, I would see these choices that this coworker was making as very concerning and upsetting. And we came to the point where this client of mine really realized that that other person was not going to change and that the job is not going to change, that the coworker relationship is going to remain and that, that they were able to like completely shift their mindset and come to a place of like, that person's going to do what they're going to do. I'm going to stay in my control zone and do what I can do with my part. And I'm not going to be stressed and upset about it. It's not like abusive or anything, right? I want to be clear. There was nothing going on that was something, like I said, abusive or that really needs to be addressed. It was just like frustrating stuff. But this person, we're still coaching on all kinds of other things does not even bring up this relationship anymore. And once in a while I check in, like, how are things going with so-and-so? And it's like, oh yeah, they're still doing all those same things, but doesn't, I don't think about it. It doesn't affect me. And it just, I just wanted to share that real example of what you just said. Cause yes, I'm with you a hundred percent that that is one of the most beautiful, rewarding aspects of the coaching work we get to do. And it helps remind me to do it with us, right? That's why we never, even though we love it as a title and we're joking about it, we never really get to the point of driving each other crazy because that's a choice. Well, when I start feeling those vibrations in me, I got, I do I, exactly what you said. I reframe what's going on. I, I look at the goal like we just recommended. I look at what you're trying to achieve. I look at what you're focused on. I look at the value of all those things. And I marry it with what I want to achieve. Right. Because they always go together. If I, I just have to take the time to take that step back and reframe that, that takes courage. Like that takes courage to take responsibility for what I have control over. And why I bring it up as such a, a joy in coaching is that we know that the, you use the word, the relief that comes for the person in their own body, in their own skin, in their own life, across their day and their week and their month personally and professionally, that the relief that comes with stepping into own how much power and control you actually have in framing the person and your mindset about them and your thoughts and beliefs about them and that story and how it shades and contributes to all the feelings and all the actions. And if you could get back there and just play with this a little bit, the rest of this stuff, all of it, the behaviors, they all change. Right? And that's liberating 
It's a lot, a lot of joy. As, as and in what you just said, I heard like taking responsibility for what you have control over. And sometimes we do need to apologize. Like you and I have apologized to each other at times. I think usually the other one is like, no, no, you don't have to. It's fine. But if I say something in a way that I'm not, I realize after I could have said that in a different way or it came out in a way that I really didn't intend, I hope you feel and know that I would, I always try to come back, circle back and be like, you know, when I said this the other day, it really came out in a way that wasn't intended. And what I really meant was this. And maybe I was stressed about something. Right. And so that's something we have to be willing to do as well. Well, we, in communication, right, we check back in any interpersonal relationship and the communication that exists, you know, with two people, whether it be your colleague, you and your boss, you and a staff member, right, someone that reports to you, or like you and your partner, right? Because this is also true with any difficult conversation or conflicted situation or conversation with your, with your partners, right? Or your parents. It's like there's typically another opportunity to connect, to remedy, to fix, right? I say like, if there's a need to repair something, you can check back with the person like, hey, how did that go for you? Like, I just want to make sure that we, and you and I have done that multiple times. Lots go, of times. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I probably I know. do it too much and because you are always so affirming, like, it's fine, everything's fine, you know, but I want to make sure that, that takes everything is like- takes a lot to like, piss me off. Yeah, which, is, which <laughs> helps, trust me. It goes a long way. I think me too. I think that's true for me too. And that's a good tip too. Like, don't be quick to anger. Like, that's a hard life. Like, I think we all know people who are quick to like getting really frustrated and angry and and upset about things. Sometimes it's warranted. You know, don't take it the wrong way. Like we're saying, just be a doormat. Neither of us are doormats. We know how to be assertive. We know how to speak up. We don't put up with abuse or mistreatment or disrespect. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about like a lot of stuff you can let roll off your back. Well, here's what I know. If I can't um, let things roll like you're off my back, like you're saying it, it, because I do have, I've built that capability more or less, right? That skill. I know that there's something more going on in me that I have to go attend to. Like maybe I'm off with my workouts and I'm not like getting that release. Maybe I'm like something's shaky in me with like another relationship in my life. Like maybe I'm worried about my kids. Maybe there's something that happened with my partner. It's something that happened with my, you know, my parents, right? The, The important things in my life. But I know that if I'm not in a place to be able to get there, that I have to spend even more time focused on me because I have too many responsibilities, and this is to all you listening, right? You have too many responsibilities in life to not bring your best self, to not be able to show up and bring your best self to those responsibilities. This leadership jacket, hat, what have you, we don't get to take it off. Like at a certain point, it's just the way we live our lives. And so we coach people around that to to, to make this our lifestyle where, you know, part of leadership is repairing relationships that that you've made you know stepped in it for a second yep. part of it is taking responsibility for it it's asking for clarification but having the courage to do all of these things you know leads to the answer of like hey what do i do when a colleague is driving me crazy we gave you all these tips and then we threw it back on you and said check yourself because really it comes back to you most of the time you know most of the and that's very empowering Exactly, exactly. And hopefully there's a genuine and natural caring about each other as colleagues as well. Like as Todd knows, I always want to know about what's going on with his kids and his partner and what did you do for the weekend? And when Todd asks me about, you know, I went and saw Jackie over the weekend, like I know he really cares and I answer 
can answer genuinely from my heart about, you know, we have to be able to be our whole self with our colleagues to an extent, but we also have to like the cool thing with that Todd and I have also navigated is like, we can talk about, yeah, my weekend, but we're probably not going to give it more than like five minutes if we've got a lot of work to do. And we're both good with that, right? It's like, okay, ready to get down to work. We got all, we got like 10 things on our one-on-one, <laughs> you know, list for today and things that we have to cover. So find that balance with your colleagues. If we're talking about things for longer than a couple minutes, that's because it needs to be talked about. Yes. And those are the exceptions, right? Like we have to have exceptions to the rules. Sometimes we got to coach each other to like get things out of the way and then we move forward, which is another benefit. You know, don't think for a second that the idea isn't lost on us that we have, we coach people and that we right. <laughs> we come to this with maybe right. a, a different mindset, but we're recommending it. You know, we're suggesting you can, the same thing's available to you. There's nothing special going on here. So I, I have one more kind of full circle thing, which is all of this created such deeper bonds between you and I. The podcast having to work in some, on something creative with so many moving parts and so much delegation, dividing up the labor and the tasks yes, and just yes. clear communication. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And what it led to was deeper bonds and way, way more trust as if that was possible because we already trusted each other. Um, but what's come has been, I mean, I really, for the lack of blue in me, back to true colors, you know, I really, I'm so appreciative to the process, to the podcast and like to you for all that's happened in the last year, COVID, by the way, right? We came about because we we're here at COVID. Well, we should start talking about our stuff. We're not presenting this to that many people. Let's get these ideas out to people. The trust that we've built and how we've been able to lean on that for all of the projects that have come. There was a pause there, but all the, we're very busy. And to, to have to navigate this process and learn each other in a whole new way has led to success in a number of other ways on the back end of this. And we're still, you know, living that today. Yeah. Beautifully said. That was so blue of you. I feel the same way, Todd. I, I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> and you know, I could gush on and on and on. I feel like our relationship is like the healthiest, most enjoyable, fun colleague relationship anybody could ever ask for. I feel like you have stepped up into leadership in my company in ways that I never, ever, ever fathomed anybody could. Like I never even thought I would have someone working in my company. And now you're like, you know, this, this amazing partner who I rely on and who, you know, deals with, we have so many clients where I don't have any interaction with them at all, which, and, and they're all, you know, you take care of all, everything and you do everything from the mar initial marketing calls to invoicing and estimates and, you know, the whole and the pro design and. I hear you talking about trust. Trust, like, oh, thank you. Like, I never, ever, ever dreamed I could have that kind of trust with someone in my company. And it's nine years, you know, I'm not saying it happened right away. So I understand people, it's hard to build that trust, but it is a, at a beautiful, beautiful place right now. And because I feel like I can always speak the truth to you, Todd, and be honest, even though I don't want to, and it's awkward sometimes, I have to tell you that someone's waiting in a Zoom meeting for me right now. <laughs> 
And I'm, I'm like, I want to emote and gush with you. And I'm like, oh crap. So, but it's not a client. It's an accountability group with wonderful colleagues, but they're fine. They're, they'll understand. They, they are a podcast lover and listener as well. So it's all good. But, but I think I could keep this conversation going for hours. I love it. But I think we did a great job of pulling out some really cool themes that, that hopefully will be helpful for people. And we're definitely helpful, super helpful and, and joyful and wonderful for me to reflect on. And my final word to you, Todd, is happy anniversary. Hey, happy anniversary. I love it. Well, we will shout out to the crew that's waiting because they'll be listening to this in a little bit. So she's coming. <laughs> she's coming for you. Now you know where she was. We weren't lying because now you're hearing the live thing. So Bridget, like you said, we could go on and on. That we, we offered some good lessons and some suggestions about how, you know, could deal with these colleagues when they're driving you crazy, like what to do and how to go about it. And if you want some more knowledge on it, you know where to find us because you found us here on the podcast. So that being said, Bridget, have a great session. Everyone listening, be good people, make great choices, and we will see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, SampsonCoachingAndConsulting.com and connect with me on Instagram at TheBridgetSampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.